0: We all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real-world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet. Welcome to Finding Faith. I'm the author of two books, one of which is Leaving Church, Finding Faith, Six Steps for Discovering Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church, and that is also the primary focus of this podcast. You can find both books and how to contact me on my website at juliadoriswilliams.com, And I am here in this space chatting with you about the book and other things that may bubble up when we are talking about faith and life and how those two things intersect. Because if you are at all like me, they always intersect. So happy Sunday, friends. Sunday, yes, because this is usually the day I record, and yes, I know it's not the day you are listening, but if you've been listening for a while, you will remember that I like to occasionally set the atmosphere and bring you into my present. Despite whatever might be happening in the world, Sunday is the day that I always feel more hopeful. could be body memory, spirit memory, maybe, from the many years of Sundays where I spent cocooned, wrapped in ritual of whichever Christian church I was attending. And I moved around the land of church, as I wrote in my book, and that was a a long and winding road. Whichever church building I found myself in, no matter the church politics of the moment, on Sunday, participating in ritual For those moments, I was enveloped in the warm embrace of spirit. And for those few minutes, all was well. At that time, I considered it my weekly dose, my hope fuel fill up for the week ahead. So I came to this space on this day, my words, my voice to your ears with strong desire to speak words of hope, words of peace with a charge to be the light for that is what faith is about. And this is how I like to show up here. The last couple of months as the global pandemic continued to wreak havoc as social unrest continued to surge, I struggled with my perpetual goal and need of being impeccable with my word. I talked about this a little more on the last podcast. In fact, I ended the last episode with these words that there were so many reminders packed into the holiday season, reminding us all that the darkness is temporary, reminding us to look up, breathe, and remember the words from an old gospel song that says trouble Don't last always, and if we are here standing, breathing, working to be better, working to do better for ourselves and for our fellow and sister humans, there is always hope for a better day. I recorded that episode on a Sunday, and on that Sunday, the next day, I learned that my remaining parent, my mother, had died two days before. I didn't learn this information immediately because we had been estranged for a number of years. So in my day job is a space where I am always grounded in the reality of my childhood journey through neglect and violence. I say grounded because my work is about living in living life and recovery from mental health, addiction, and trauma concerns or complex trauma which is where child abuse and neglect falls in the diagnostic and treatment protocols that combined with my own adult domestic violence experience landed me finally in the treatment office and the therapy chair in the support group many years ago. That process helped me come to terms with those child and adult lived experiences, helped me rewire my brain so that I could change direction, make different choices, better understand how I had arrived at those moments in time so that I could, I could stop, I could interrupt a familial history of trauma. S- stopping it with me meant that my child would grow up with different memories, with a different foundation. That was important to me at the time still is. In this process of learning and healing, I learned to set and maintain boundaries. I learned to parent my adult self and to encourage her to do what was best for her wellness. For me, that meant estrangement, which is why the news of her passing was delayed in reaching me. Learning that she had been ill and dying for months before was news that only unfolded as part of the preparation and planning for a memorial. Still, despite the estrangement, it was disorienting to learn of her passing. I I suspect that the full impact of that will be unfolding for a while because it's just another another layer to the journey of recovery. But my day job reminds me to face front with complex emotions and complicated grief. I may even need to revisit that chapter on grief in my book and write an addendum about new insights. I guess that's what second editions are for, yeah? This Sunday, I find myself stuck on the... 24 hours and 24 hour news station whereas typically I would turn it off find something lighter to watch switch to something that would shift my focus for a while I mean no one would blame me and I would certainly advise anyone else to do just that self care hello but today it seems important to bear witness so here I sit So far, a global pandemic expert has said that at the current pace, the United States could see the horrifyingly tragic number of 1 million Americans dead due to COVID, that if we do not interrupt its forward march by taking concerted and coordinated action, that if we don't start living in the now. It seems important to bear witness to the storm, the Capitol riot that occurred in the U.S. just days ago. It seems important to bear witness to the national reckoning that is happening, should be happening. It seems important to participate in the process of facing our reality, because until we do, true healing cannot occur, akin to the recovery journey that I and my colleagues walk every day. In my communication to my team about recent days events because I I felt compelled to not let it pass without them knowing what I was thinking, what I was feeling. I said that this reckoning is just like with recovery. We can't heal what we don't feel, what we don't acknowledge, what we don't face. I also said and from a faith perspective, because I always come back around to that, we, in our corner of the world, our intention is to bring light to the darkness. You can call it increasing awareness, shining a light of understanding. I always come back to the light because the darkness is temporary. I always come back to the light because during the darkest of times, Today, the sun is shining, no clouds at all, rainbows appeared in the morning frost, reminding us of God's promise, reminding us that God is, that we are loved, and that when the time comes to suit up for hard things and hard days, so far, we've survived every single one, and yes, we who are alive grieve for those who did not. I came across a saying that says at some point you just have to let go of what you thought should have happened and live in what is happening. I started this podcast mid-July 2020. Occasionally I would timestamp them with mentioning that we were still living through the COVID pandemic and at that point we were maybe four months in. As the months wore on, I continued talking about it, not as a focal point, more as a grounding, as I've said, for how I was experiencing the world at that time. Along with COVID, I talked about the social unrest and how it was impacting me from a personal, cultural, and historical perspective. And just when you've settled in for the ride that was the year 2020, 2021 shows up and says, hold my beer. I saw more than a few posts of people wanting to cancel their trial version of 2021. I hope you have funny friends with a lot of snark because however, do we survive without them? The past year ended in the same way the new year began. Lots of grief, complicated and simple, lots of unrest, which has transformed and grown in ways that are still being played out it's an oddly peaceful place, at least for me on this sunny Sunday, because I reached a place of recognition that there are only so many things I actually have control over at this time, in this moment. So I'm tending to my garden of loved ones, making sure they know that I love them. I'm handling the tasks and responsibilities that my job requires. I'm showing up for my team and all my humanness, my awkward humanness, I should say. I'm tending to my personal need to create. Sometimes that's a happy color picture. Sometimes that's creating a marketing meme. And yeah, sometimes that is thinking out loud to a podcast audience. I know for many of us, we're living in a state of disharmony. I mean, really saying Happy New Year seems disingenuous in the face of all we are experiencing in these early days of a new year. In a way, though, together in the midst of so much being broken, we are co-creating the new atop the broken pieces of the old. Like the generations before us that survived dark times, we are living history. We are learning what we are made of letting go. That process is never easy. We are collectively letting go of expectations, letting go of how things are supposed to be. Personally, I am letting go of a relationship that will never be healed on this side of heaven. And you and I, as we wrench ourselves into this new reality, this new year, we are living testaments to the fact that not only can we do hard things as Glennon Doyle reminds us we are doing hard things the hard thing is not crumbling the hard thing is keeping going we will remember we will learn, we will grow each day that we draw breath we will know that we have survived one more day of doing hard things be encouraged my friends, hug those you hold dear, hold on to hope, be the light. Remember, trouble don't last always, but gear up for the real. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Finding Faith.